Juice, come on, we're recording now. Oh shit, I'm coming, I'm coming, play the music. Welcome to the Cheap Seats Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. I'm the big man, and he's the juice, and this is the Cheap Seats Podcast. What's up, buddy? What's going on? Well, I was trying to make me a drink. Somebody hit the button too damn quick. Oh, a little finger happy. My bad, my bad, man, my bad. Uh, big week this week. Uh, man, how you doing this week? Well, yeah, I figure I'm doing a little better than you are this week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we ain't gonna get into that right now. We'll We'll talk about that here in a little oh, bit. We'll, we'll talk right. about it. That's I, I ain't I, letting y'all hook. We're going to talk about I, it. I ain't ready for it right now. <laughs> uh, well, shit, let's get into it. Uh, you got any shout-outs or anything? I like shout-out Maker's Mark for always being my friend. Yeah. Um, I like shout-out anybody that watches me on TikTok uh, at the Bluegrass Beard, or at Bluegrass underscore Beard, by uh, the way. I am fucking hysterical. Oh, um, he got some funny videos out there. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, you can tell he's a dumbass. Yeah, you can tell. Like, <laughs> that app was made for me. It really was. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just that dumb. I agree. Uh, <laughs> let's say, who else do I want to shout out? Oh, let's, I'm sure that you had this too, but let's shout out the cheap seat, or the, we are the cheap seats boys. Oh, yeah. Fuck. The uh, the illegal ham to the face guys. Yeah. Uh, with the cheap ham party the live stream and uh, yeah, if y'all missed that, you can go back on on Facebook, uh, search illegal ham to the face and uh, find that video, and you can actually watch it. It was actually a very good time. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, all right. Well, you got any other shout outs? Nah, I think I'm good. All right. Before I get into my shout outs, I want to make sure you guys. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at the Cheap Seats Pod One. Um, like us on Facebook. Uh, message us. Give us some feedback. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about. Uh, we're going to run out of material here pretty soon. Uh, so send us some shit in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I ain't never run out of things to talk about. So, I mean, I could come up with some stuff, but I would like some suggestions. Yeah, uh, send it in. I ain't run out of stuff to talk about since I learned how to talk, like, ever. And just remember, there there is no uh, stupid questions. Oh, no, there are stupid questions. No, they're just stupid people. <laughs> well, that's true, too. But there is a such thing as a stupid question. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to shout out real quick. I want to shout out my little girl, Liddy. It's her 11th birthday today. Happy uh, birthday. It's, it's Yeah, happy birthday, Lydia. Um. I'm gonna blame her. She got me drunk. Uh, yeah, you got juice drunk. You're you're in trouble. <laughs> you're grounded. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our. Uh, well, here, let's shout out Craig too. Oh. I'm trying to leave that wide open. For oh yeah, you, my so. bad, my bad. I forgot about Craig. Yeah, yeah we want to shout out Craig Fountain, uh, who is the host of uh, the Browns Table. Who was a part of our uh, cheap hand party and Ginger um, Talk Football? Yeah, Ginger Talk Football. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, give them a, a listen. Um, so let's get into our news time, Juice. News. Fresh news. News time. I ain't drunk enough to do that fucking shit. 
<laughs> that kills me every time. <laughs> it's because you're looking at my face while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. First off, uh, Detroit and uh, Dan, newly hired head coach Dan Campbell come to an agreement to a six-year contract. I'm not sure how much it's worth, but I know it's six years. Uh, that's start. You're starting to see that more and more with these younger coaches. They're getting longer deals. You're they're, I, it looks like the uh, smart owners are starting to see, you know, what what the 49ers did with, you know, Shanahan and, and Lynch signing them to six-year deal. Sean McVay. I don't know what he got when he got signed. I uh, thought you were going the route of younger coaches. Yeah, well, well he did too. I'm, I'm thinking more of, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Lynch. They both got six-year deals to start out with. Right. Um, I think Sean McVay, he did too. Uh, which he's still under contract, uh, but uh, well, I think this is twofold. Um, I think this is one coaches are wanting longer deals because they know, like, if you're looking for a coach, you're not very good right now, right? Right. So they're wanting longer deals, and and that's kind of what they're asking for, and almost they've kind of come together and refusing to sign these three-year deals anymore, basically. Did you just turn my mic off? No. No, did you turn me all the way down? Listen, no, the people no, need to hear no, me, no. okay? You can't be turning me down. You're good. Right, you are all right. good. You're all right, good. anyways. So, I think it's 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 two parts. They're kind of refusing to sign these little three-year deals anymore. Right. They're, they're demanding that they want longer deals because they want more time, and they, they're asking for bigger buyouts. So yeah. That, so that owners just can't buy them out after three years. Right, right. Yeah, they, they, uh... Plus, I think this kind of benefits the owner a little bit as well. As long as the owner is patient. If you lock a guy in at the prices right now, in three years, the prices probably went up if he's successful. Right, and I also noticed uh, their uh, general manager they signed, they signed, they signed him and Campbell to... Both six-year terms, so they their contracts run run concurrent with each yeah. other. Uh, all right, so well, you want to we'll, talk about Dan Campbell? I know you love Dan Campbell. We'll, Do you want to talk about him? We'll get onto that here in a few minutes. Okay, uh, okay. I, we got that in another little section we're going to do during the show. Okay, uh, Philip Rivers calls it a career, and he decides to retire. Thank you, Philip. Thanks it's for all the great run. years. Look. Love your fire. Love love your passion for the game. I do too, and I love his trash talk. Even like he doesn't cuss, so he's like the exact opposite right, of me. Right. But, like he's still hysterical. Yeah. Like to listen to him talk and just to see, you know, even if you're not hearing him and stuff, just to see him on the sideline yeah. going off, it's hilarious. Yeah. It it it's great, and and really he's super entertaining when he, especially when he's mic'd up, he's super entertaining. Right. The competitive fire, like, it's awesome. I love to see that in anybody, uh, especially, I mean, like, he had it this year. What year was this in the league? This is his 17th year. Yeah, so if you still have that much competitive fire after 17 years, right. of being, like, I you, love that. You like, know, legitimately, thank you for well, all these years, but it was time to go. I got a question to ask you. What? Where would you rank him and like, Top ten quarterbacks all time that that's 10. never won a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That's never maybe. won a Super Bowl. Uh, maybe I don't know. We had to. 
I'd have to look at the list. I'd, uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, you put guys like Dan Marino, Jim Kelly in there, Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton, um, crap, uh, Steve McNair. You're showing your age. Oh, my God. Shut up. Donald I'm just, McNair. I, I just know. McNabb I, never won one, did he? Donald McNabb. McNabb never won one. Yeah. Uh, Donovan McNabb. Dante uh, Culpepper. Culpepper's never won one. You're, I'm think I'm talking about like the good ones though. Um, I'm just trying to think of people. Damn foul. My people are gonna know. Grand Tarkin. You over here like in black and white days. And... I promise you, the <laughs> listeners are gonna know who I'm talking about. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. I know. I, yeah, like Dan Marino's probably number one. I'd say Jim Kelly's probably number two. I'd put just him thinking too. of them off the top of my head. I would probably put Tarkenton and. Up there, probably number three. Then I, I don't know. I, I another guy we didn't talk about uh, being on that top in my top ten, definitely Michael Vick. I like Vick. I put I him know. in my I, top ten. I'd, I don't. I'd, I'd I think I put him on the ladder. Yeah, that was something I seen on. But... I think it was on NFL.com. I was I was reading. They were talking about the top ten all time quarterbacks, where would you rank and that's never won a Super Bowl? I would imagine Rivers. Rivers. I put him in my top six. Top I would five, imagine six. he I mean he's gonna fall in the top ten of that list. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, like I said, I'd have to look at the list. But Marino's one, Kelly's two, other than that. Right. We'll yeah. look at the list and go on. All right. Uh so the the Jaguars hired uh Trent Balky to be their uh new general manager, so it's going to be uh, uh, Balky and Urban Meyer. Um, I kind of like this trade, or I, I, not trade, I'm sorry. I kind of like this signing because Balky's worked with uh, newly uh, new head coaches to the NFL, college coaches that were. Where's he coming from? What's his background? He was, I don't know who he's from. He was the general from. manager. He was the one that had the ugly breakup with uh, uh, the 49ers and Jim, Jim Harbaugh. But he was there with Harbaugh, um, and he, you know he kind of you know he he drafted well for him. He okay. drafted good players. So I mean, not to mention that was Harbaugh's first years in the league, right? Yeah, you know, okay. I mean, and and this was Urban Meyer's first years in the league. So he got know, a he, money background or a football background? Um, I think it's football. I just think he was just an asshole, really, and that's why him and you know okay, Harbaugh. Well, we're gonna have to hire us a good cap guy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have guys in there to do that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just curious on where he stands. Yeah. All right. Um, the Chargers hire uh, Brandon Staley as their new head coach, and uh, he's if you don't know who that is, he's the uh, defensive coordinator for the Rams. For the Rams, right? Um, I like him. Like and three a years fantastic ago, fantastic defensive coordinator. Yeah, he he. I don't know if I would. Uh, I don't know if I would have brought him in unless I know who his offensive coordinator is going to be because I'm going to want somebody that's going to be able to uh, um, the Chargers, mold my quarterback. They're not, the they're, not, they're not changing their offensive staff at all. Not at all. No, that was one of the reasons that the Bills OC kind of dropped out because I they see. did not want to change. They didn't want to change their quarterback coach. They didn't want to change anything. Well, who's their offensive coordinator? I don't know. I, see? I mean, I mean – I don't know, but that, I did. So I do not, know okay. that they do not right. want to change anything, and they kind of used um, 
So they're going to have whoever's the offensive coordinator for them. He's pretty gonna much going to be offense. the head coach yes. on the offense. And yeah, and that was why they coach. went on the defensive side of the ball. That was one of the first things when that came out. I was like, All why right. the fuck did they go defense? Yeah, like, I was thinking about that. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Okay. They did, they don't, they did not want to change anything. I mean, as, as, far, as far as the defensive coordinator for the Rams, I mean, the Rams are loaded, so, yeah. you, you know. But really, the the Chargers had some very good pieces in place as well on defense. Yeah, on the right. defensive side. Yeah, of the ball. He, yeah. You got Derwin James, um, Joey Bosa. Yeah, uh, Ingram. Yeah, or yeah, Ingram's still there. Uh, you're yeah. They got and, and they're actually their their defensive secondary. Um, I can't remember who their corners are, but they're they're solid corners. They they have a good secondary. They got a good all all around defense. Yeah, they've got, I think they were hurt on the defensive side of the ball this year. There are weaker spots, maybe like uh, linebacker, maybe in the uh, in the cornerback they could use that. Yeah, probably but think about where the Rams' weak spot is on, on defense. The, yeah, on defense, their linebacker, their linebacker core. Right. Yeah. True. Like true. But think really, about. Think I mean, about yeah, the it's Rams not Aaron. Strength. It's not Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. The chart. The chart. Yeah, but I mean, it's Derwin James and Joey Bosa, which is. Pretty comparable, right? I, mean, I no, I'm not gonna go out and say Joey Bosa is as good as Donald Donald is right now, but well, and James is not as good of a safety as Ramsey as a corner. Not right but, now, but he they both have the potential. Yeah, you're to talking, be you're talking about elite. some studs, right? And and they're not the only other studs on the defense. Like I said, they got Ingram, and they also have uh, uh, they've got a really Jason, good corner. Jason Barrett. I can't think of it. Jason yeah, Barrett's Barrett. a corner there. Um, you know, they yeah, they got some pieces there. I don't know who their other uh defensive linemen are, but once I heard that they weren't changing the offensive side of the ball at all. Like they don't even want to change the verbiage. They didn't want to change a thing. Um Okay. So which I kinda respect because like you were well you, you were even keep, higher than I was. But you want to try to keep you know, Herbert just, was comfortable. Her, you know, Herbert comfortable and, and he had a fantastic year. Yeah. So, like really, the offensive side of the ball wasn't the problem. So, I don't hate this idea, but it just kind of you know with with uh, Staley with Staley's connections, like I, you got to think, you know, he came from McVay. Yeah, you know, the, he could have probably bucked some the of McVay's white guys zone, off of that. right? You know, he could have got somebody, you know, or you know, uh, another guy he could have brought in would be uh, the uh, the offensive. Well, he he's now the office coordinator for the 49ers, but he don't call plays. Um, Mike, uh, no, not Mike LaFleur, but uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He was the passing game coordinator for the 49ers last year. Well, and I would have even went the route of pluck the Rams OC and let him be your OC because you can do it because you can say, I'll pay you the same thing and I'll let you call the plays. Right, right. You could do that. Like, I'll let you have a chance to prove that you All can right. call plays. All right, uh. The Falcons hire Arthur Smith as their new head coach. Um, all I can say about this is Atlanta don't have Derrick Henry. So I want to see how he does. They got Matt Ryan, who is an upgrade over Tannehill, I think. Yeah, I agree. But Atlanta don't have no 2,000-yard rusher. No. They don't really have. They don't have the offensive line, Tennessee. And they don't have the offensive line either, and they don't have the run, not one running back. On, but, but they do have Julio Jones. 
And they do have Calvin Ridley, who's probably the best number two receiver. And yeah, and you still got Matt Ryan the pulling one. the trigger. Right. You still technically got – is Gurley a free agent this offseason? Yeah. Okay, so – and there's a plethora of running backs that are going to be on the market this year. There is no Derrick Henry that's on the market no. this year. But I you mean, still – And you also got running backs in the draft that could – Yeah, and I don't out. know if <clears> – <throat> So let's just run them down real quick. I don't know if Green Bay resigns Aaron Jones. They're trying to work out a deal. He I know, turned down a deal gonna, during the season. He's going to uh, take less money to stay. He if, did. He no, no. He he turned. He actually turned down um, top five money to, um, but it, per average per year, what it what the hangup was was the guaranteed money. Yeah. Um, he fired his agent and. He's hired Drew Rosenhaus, so he's gonna oh he's going to get he, he's going to be looking for the top dollar. Yeah, and then Connor's going to be on the open market this off season. Yeah, I, I'm not comfortable paying Connor. I mean, I don't want to pay him big bucks. But no, I might pay him six to eight million a year if I can get him at that price. I'm all right with that. Uh, but he's going to want more than that. I don't think I he, ain't, ain't going to get. He it can want him. it all he wants. I don't think he's going to get it. All right. Uh, the Jets, <coughs> uh, they bring in uh, former defensive coordinator for the 49ers, Robert Sala, um, <coughs> which I'm really, really surprised Detroit didn't bring him in. I'm very surprised on that. He's, he's a Michigan man. He played at, um, at the uh, Michigan State. Uh, he's from East Lansing, I think. Um, he's just a Michigan guy all around. And, and even like um, legislator guys like politics, the politicians in, in in the state of Michigan were were polling for him, and I, I'm surprised he didn't get the job. Uh, but he got the New York Jets job, and he brings with him offensive coordinator uh, Mike Lafleur, brother of uh, Matt Lafleur, head coach mm-hmm. of Green Bay. I I love his hire. Whether they keep Darnold or not, if they do keep Darnold and put him in that type of offense, look what it's done for Baker Mayfield. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I can say about that. I love this hire. Um, And the fact that Sala is, he, you know, I hear so many good things about him as far as being a player's coach and, you know, a great motivator and, you know, he schemed great. He, you know, he he ain't going to be on the 49ers defense no more. He ain't going to have no Nick Bosa. Right. But he he's still, you know, I think he can mold this team, and and this team's not horrible. They've got some, they've got some pieces. He's got Quentin Williams up there. They do got to resign Marcus May, safety Marcus May, uh, which is probably one of their. I bet he wishes they wouldn't have traded Jamal Adams. Yeah, away. yeah, he fit perfectly in, yeah, in that off in that defense. Um, but I love this deal. Somebody's going to prove to me that. Just anybody can succeed at the Jets because I don't think anybody. I don't think the Jets, other than the two years Rex Ryan took them to the AFC Championship right. game, I Which don't think they've been relevant since I've been alive. No, no. Um, I think Robert Shaw's the guy to do it. To be honest with you, I mean, I thought Todd Bowles was going to be good, and he was good as far as as far as, you know, defensively, that defense was solid every year he was there. He just... It's hiring the other side of the ball. Right. And that that was his big thing. And that's why I really, like, I I really wish more people would go the special teams coordinator route. 
Because yeah. then you're hiring an OC and well, a DC, and you're kind of playing more manager, and you've interacted. That, with that's that. what I. That's what I said about uh, Joe Judge. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, Joe Judge has really he coached his ass off this year, and he yeah, deserves a lot of credit. No, I mean, the Giants. They suck because they don't have no talent. It's not because ain't that where Harbaugh comes coach. from? In uh, Baltimore, would he a special teams coordinator? Harbaugh was uh actually it's kind of parallel. Him and Joe Judge both. Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator and a defensive backs coach. Yeah, and and so was Joe Judge. So he, it. It, it gives him a little bit of uh you know per, the perspective on yeah. defense a little bit more. So I like the Joe Judge hire and. You know, like you said, I'm surprised more special teams coordinators don't get hired. All right, uh, Patrick Mahomes practices fully today, but he still remains in the protocol. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but if if uh, Mahomes does go back, uh, you better better try to get your bets in in tonight because I say this I say the spread will probably, probably go up. up so. And we'll talk about that just a little bit later, but yeah. let's move on so we can get off of our, our news time segment. <clears throat> UFC 257, which is this Saturday night at 10 o'clock, features the main event, Poirier versus McGregor, second fight, the rematch. Um, which way are you liking on this one? Who you like? I think I'm going to bet Poirier. Who won last time? I think if McGregor won last, he might have, but um, I don't think McGregor's where he was when this fight took place last time. McGregor's turned into more he's super money based at the moment, which I don't blame him at all. Oh, no, I mean, I've been trying to capitalize on my fame too. Every time I've stepped in there, like I would be shooting for the biggest bucks I can get, but I think he's, you know, like he's been boxing he's went and done this he's went and done this right and, right right and uh, but poirier is he's straight up he's he is he's hungry he's where he's grinding still like he's not established he doesn't have all these off the or out of the sport deals that he can get his right. hands on like i'd love to see poirier win um i think mcgregor's going to i did see he's been uh doing some training uh or was it in Brazil? I think. Yeah, but at the same time, McGregor he, still. He's been doing like, uh, he's been training a lot with his, uh, with conditioning and stuff. Being, yeah, you know, well, being able to go the stretch and stay strong. Well, I did, re- you know, I read that, but we'll see. He's also doing the like he's he's doing all this training and he's getting ready for this fight and he's also doing all this news stuff and social media stuff where he's still calling out. The Paul boys. Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah, I like, get that. Yeah, but I just, I'll tell you I just this don't much. think his head's where it needs to be to get into in there with somebody like Poirier. Right. So. I, I mean, I agree with you. I'll tell you this much though. Um, if he wins, I think it'll set up uh, uh, a second fight between Khabib because Khabib can't. He hasn't came out and said that he's coming back, but he's been he's actually been hinting and. Um, uh, who's you? Dana White has been uh, saying, you know, that he's been in talks with Nerdamagov. Uh, he is uh, hinting around like he wants to come back. Well, I think because they already stripped the belt from him, or is he gonna come back as the champ? 
see that I don't know. I think they probably stripped it already because I thought they. Yeah, were but having... I don't think you've crowned another champion. No, they so have a crown one. Back? I think you have an interim, but I I don't know. Yeah, does he come back as champ? Because I want to know that. Or wouldn't that make for a great like uh, a great story? Him and McGregor for a second fight. He him the champ and you know for the title yeah i'm about to say if mcgregor wins this i've got no issue with if you want to go khabib mcgregor for the belt but do you think khabib would i i don't know if he would come back for if a khabib's gonna come back fight, but if khabib comes back mcgregor's the one you can make the most money with well but what's the one fight what if the one fight khabib's always said he would, would love to fight Oh, fuck, I don't know if I was that close. Who? GSP. He ain't coming. GSP's not coming back. I think GSP would come out to fight him. That'd be the most slow-paced, boring fight. Oh, you know it would be. But... Like, it would be a wrestling clinic. Don't get yeah, me wrong. You, it'd be, it, it, it would be. And I, I think a lot of wrestling GSP you know, still go, guys though. would love it. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to see at that at this match, point. Though. Like I said, it, I said it, it would be point, boring. It was one of my dream fights, right? Because they are the two greatest wrestlers to ever come through that division, right? But can GSP still go? I don't know. Like it's a dream fight. Can but his last fight wasn't too long ago. It was like a year ago. So it's not like he's out of shape. Yeah, he's, he's not, not going to be out of shape. the top guys in the world either. No, that that's true. All right, so let's. Let's get off our news time and uh, move on. I want to talk about some of these coaching hires. Right now, uh, Houston right. and Philly, they they still don't have um, their newly hired head coach. I yet. hate that. I think this puts you behind the eight ball so bad. Um, well, for one, I think the way Philly handled the Peterson firing uh, yeah. was absolutely pitiful and fucking really put Philly in a bad spot. Because at, at this point, if you haven't hired a coach yet, look, you're missing out on time. All these other guys that have hired, those coaches are in the facility. Right. Those coaches are setting up draft boards. But those coaches are setting up plans but for some free of the agents. Can, but some of the candidates, though, are, may also still I be know. in the playoffs. So you got to give that time. We'll find out probably if they if they are like Eric Bieniemy. You better hire either Bieniemy or. Buffalo's OC, what's his name? Help me. Ryan Dable. Yeah, you better hire Dable or Vietnamese or. I can tell you this. Who else much. is still there? Uh, Any other? Uh, well, I mean, just candidates. The, Doug Peterson, if he would want to come back. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other candidates. There's other. No, I'm thinking of other right. candidates that are still in the oh, playoffs right now, like legitimate in the playoffs. Uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah, you can, um, you can go bowl the, his route. Bowls, yeah, bowls, I, I think. I don't know. It don't matter. But anyway, yeah, really the deepest coordinator for Tampa Bay. Um, Green Bay. You're not going to hire Leftwich as the OC yet, right? I mean. You're not going to hire him as the head coach yet, right? Like, I think he's got potential. I think he's a very good OC. But I don't think he's head coach ready yet. Um... I don't know. I mean, I like Leftwich, and he's got another year under his belt as OC. Um, I do too. I just it, don't think but, he's head coach. But right. let me ask you this. Is he calling the plays, or is Arians calling the plays? I think Leftwich calls a lot of them. If, if Leftwich I think Arians play, has a lot of say, say in it. Right. But I think Leftwich is the one that's actually radioing them in to if, Brady. If Leftwich is 
the actual play caller, I'd be comfortable with it. I mean, I don't know if I want to hire him yet. I don't think he's a former ready. quarterback. I think he's a natural born leader. I do um, too. I always liked him as a player. Yeah, I yeah, I did too. Player. He, you know, th- that that gutsy bowl game that he played in with Marshall, where he like tore his ACL yeah. or whatever. I, and his linemen were carrying him to the line. I, dude, yeah. I love that. I don't have any problem with right. him. I just, I just don't know if he's ready to be right. A, I'm not saying. Yet. Um, I'm know. thinking of like, yeah, especially you better hire. You're not gonna hire Buffalo's DC because right. that's really been the weak point. Yeah, you're not gonna hire Green Bay's DC. No, Mike Patton's already came out and said Cleveland's ruined him. He he yeah. said I'll never be a head coach. He and Cleveland's yeah. killed him. And I don't but I mean I don't even know if really you'd be <laughs> especially with the candidates left, I don't think if I don't really think he'd be at the top of your list. Right. All right. Green Bay's O C doesn't call plays. So yeah, you better hire the enemy or I like the enemy in Philly because I mean Philly has ties to Kansas City. Um, this got brought up the other day. So I think that's... Would you take that Philly job? Oh man, uh, yeah, I would have to, and 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 reason why I would take it is because it's one of thirty-two jobs. Like, but if you're the enemy, like you know, you're going to be up for every man, job he's next been up, year too. He, yeah, but he's interviewed for jobs countless years and not got them for some Fuck, reason, I mean, and I I don't know why. So he he's got to not interview well. That's got to be it because he's 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 a great coach. I don't I don't know what the problem is. I yeah, mean, he's got he's got to be blown the interviews or something. Like, but he, he, that's um, gotta be it. up until Deshaun Watson had a spat with with the Texans, they weren't even going to interview Eric Eric Bieniemy. Now yeah. he's on the interview list. So, uh, but anyway, so my original train of thought: if you are at this point of the year and you have not hired a coach yet. Who is not in there setting draft boards, setting a plan for free agency, setting a plan for who he wants to bring back? Unless you have the fast track on one the, of the coordinators that's in the playoffs, you better hire one of them. I'm but you, you have, but you have to know pretty much that, that these he's going to take gonna it. take the job. Don't get no, get, don't get screwed over into a Indianapolis uh, Josh McDaniel spat. Yeah, like that wait and wait and wait that. Which Indianapolis lucked out and was able to bring in Frank Reich, and I thought that was a wonderful hire for them. Um, oh, especially when it was your backup plan. Oh, yeah. Like, right. So, I mean, I I love that. You know, and, you know, Ballard, the GM for the Colts, he deserves all the credit for that hire. I mean, yeah. he used his connections to get right. Yeah, you better know one of those guys are interested in that job. Right. If you're waiting this long. All right. Um, Atlanta hired Arthur Smith. And, you know, like I said before, I'm not so sure about Arthur Smith. He did well with Ryan Tannehill, but he's not going to have no, you know, 2,000-yard rusher there. Yeah. Uh, the, and his offensive line The whole line's clearly, not as good. Right. You're you know. not – there's no Derrick Henry's walking through the door right. anytime soon. But we could have said the same thing about LaFleur when he went to Green Bay. That's true. That's so, true. I'll give him a couple of years, see what he does. Like that's right, Matt Lafleur was there with Gurley. Yeah, he was Tennessee. True. Look what he's done with Aaron Jones. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Lafleur was. Matt Lafleur came from Tennessee, but but he was also with 
Sean McVay and the Rams. Yeah, at one point. That but he was year. he was Tennessee's okay. OC yeah, when he got hired I, by Green I Bay. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Uh um of course the Jaguars hired Urban Meyer, but they also uh brought brought in Trent Balke. Um which we talked about that earlier. I, I love, love that this. hire. I like to just the Balky's uh, a good talent evaluator. Um he just I'll just be honest with you, from what I've heard, I heard he's a dick. Well, I don't think we've talked about this on this show. I know we talked about it on the cheap hand party, but I like the Urban Meyer hire. Yeah, I do too. Like I said on there, whether it's just a matter of fact of it brings some legitimacy to a franchise that hasn't had it. It brings um, an added fan base from the fans in Gainesville from an hour away from right, Jacksonville. Right, right. I mean, he was a two-time national champion yeah, there. Yeah, those guys in Gainesville still love him. Right. Don't make no mistake about it. Uh, well, let me, you know, let me ask you this real quick. You think about this. He can coach up talent. He, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with his coaching. I think he'll do well if he, if, if they, if Balky gets some talent in there and they get the, you know, right guys in there. But I want to see... Um, you know, I want to see how his health does. Is it really his health? You know, when he starts losing games, is it I've really never his health? It was. Or, or, or is it the fact that he's leaving this school because he's under investigation? That's what I've always thought it and, was. You I've know, never thought it was. I I'm can't stand losing. My health is declining because I'm. Lo- I've never thought that. I've called bullshit on that from the get go. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna call total bullshit. Is it is it as bad as what he says it is? Whatever. Probably not. He might be stressing. Like, oh, I mean, I've seen him on the field. Like, if you're a fucking go head, down if you're a before head I mean, coach, you're you're gonna stress. Right. Like, that that's part of the job. But what I'm saying is, like, I've seen him on on the field like go down. So I know he has some kind of migraines, and you know, as a person that deals with migraines, they ain't no joke. But yeah. anyways, but migraines and losing just debilitating your health is two different things, right? Uh, like my mom deals with migraines as well. I've had to drive her to the ER before. Yeah, because migraines have been so bad. I've uh, you know, like I said, I don't hate to hire. I just you know, and I, I think his health is okay. I don't think it's as bad as what they let on the media. No, I think it's, lets it on. I think worse. I think it's an excuse for him to get out of town because I think he knows it's part of investigation. It. He knows he's not kept yeah. a tight rein, which you don't have to worry about in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I worry about, the only thing I worry about is the same thing you worry about anytime a college coach jumps to the NFL. And that's just the fact that when you're um a college coach, you're kind of more you have a more dictator type role right. like you know when these kids are eating you can control when these kids are going to class when they go to sleep when they get up well and it, now you're dealing with grown-ass men in the nfl they're on scheduled time too it's are. probably the it's, closest thing to the military that that's not the military yeah, but you're not because they're on a schedule they're, but they're not always there you're not controlling when these guys are going to bed you're not going to no, control when no. these guys get up no. You can tell them when to be at the facility, but yeah, you're not controlling what time they get up. But you, you can go and shut down parties when you're in college. You you do schedule their meals throughout the day and all that stuff when when they're in when they're in training camp and things like that when they're in the facility. But when they're out of the facility, no, you you can't control much of it. Right, and pretty well, these college coaches control everything in these right. like these kids' day to day life. Right, which is handy. And it, and it probably benefits more kids than it 
really affects. Oh, yeah, 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 because these are younger kids. Yeah, but so. you're not going to do this. For, so, like, that's the only thing I worry about is, like, they said that, uh, boy, we had some phone troubles. Yeah. Uh, they said that was one of the biggest downfalls for Nick Saban. Yeah. When he came in. So, it's probably Chip Kelly's downfall. He is kind of that dictator role. Right. Um, I hate to call it a dictator role. It, it, but it really that's really what it though. is, though. I, I don't hate that. Um, all right, so let's move on to Dan Campbell. Detroit hired uh, Dan Campbell, the uh, tight end slash assistant head coach for uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, and he's also going to be bringing defensive back coach um, Aaron Glenn with him to be his uh, defensive coordinator. I like to hire. I think Dan Campbell's been, you know, he's, his name's been thrown around for the last three or four years, um, and he he done well with my, uh, yeah, with Miami. He was, I think he they went eight and eight or seven and nine or something like that. Uh, he did well with Miami in, in like a twelve game span. Um, so he has a little bit of head coaching experience as a, on the interim basis. So uh, I like this hire for him. Detroit's another one. And like I said, they signed a six-year deal with him, so. Detroit's another one that I worry the same way I do with the Jets. Is basically, can anybody be successful there? Between the ownership issues, between. I don't think the owners are necessarily the problem as far as, like, giving them time and things like that. No, they don't want to spend money. Well, they don't want to spend money, and they, uh, uh. They don't. Uh, they always hire the wrong guys. I mean, other than Jim Caldwell, they haven't. I mean, yeah. Jim, then you turn around, Jim, and fire Jim, Jim Caldwell. Jim Schwartz had his years where he was good, but I mean, guys like Rob Marinelli, uh, freaking crap. The list goes on and on. Matt Patricia. I mean, these guys don't belong being a head. Coach. I really wish people would quit going the New England assistant route. I really wish that would just well, stop being a thing. If if the New England assistants would quit trying to be Bill Bill Belichick and just be themselves, I think they'd have That's more That's what success. the hell every one of them have done. Besides Brian Flores. Yeah, and, and, B-Flow. And, and, I forget about B-Flow. And you know, B-Flow has showed his own personality. But you know what? He, he's I forget also he's brought the Patriot guy. way there, too. I'm, I'm sure he, he's a disciplinary. I'm sure he has something in there, but, but B-Flow's got some personality. But oh, I mean, yeah. you just run through the list of failed... Patriots assistants. Well, like, look at Bill O'Brien. He did well. He made the playoffs with Texas. Bill O'Brien's a joke. But don't even he, bring Bill O'Brien. He's a joke GM. A joke. He's a good coach, though, when he has players. I, I don't think he's a good OC. Or I don't think he's a good head coach. I, I think, think he's, he's a, a fine OC, but I, I don't think he's a good head coach. Which, which by the way, I think, uh, I think I've seen in the news, he's going to be Alabama's new offense coordinator. I don't hate that. No. No. Saban uh, knows how to get guys like he. I do. He I hate pulls that. and signs us. Uh, well, I oh yeah, he for, had Brian. Brian I hate Dable. it for you because the man's probably gonna win another national championship. Oh, fuck him. SEC, SEC, yeah. SEC. Fuck the SEC too. All right. Uh, <laughs> Go on to the next one before I piss you off anymore. All right, Robert Sala is the new head coach of the Jets, um, and like I said, he's bringing in uh, Mike Lafleur as his offensive coordinator. I love this hire. Um, I, I think like he's going to bring bring a, a lot of attitude to the Jets. I think he's going to change that culture around. 
Um, and I, I love the fact that he's bringing the, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it's the Shanahan offense with him. Because uh, I think that could go over great for Sam Darnold. I like that Shanahan offense. I like. I like some of these McVeigh assistants as well, but I do think Shanahan might be my favorite. Well, you got to think when you think McVeigh, McVeigh came from Shanahan off, you know, offense. That that that's where he, you know, cut his teeth with the Redskins whenever Mike Shanahan was the head coach. And Kyle was the offense coordinator. Okay, but then McVeigh went somewhere he, else too. He 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 also was there with uh Jay Gruden as well. But he see, I think Jay Gruden's a very good offensive coach. I think Jay Gruden wasn't a bad head coach. I just think I he was think in the wrong was. place. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I mean they, he did take Washington to the playoffs, I think, once. But, but regardless LaFleur comes from McVeigh's McVay, tree he does. as well, right? Right. So, which is a Shanahan tree. Right. So and Stefan, which is a Kubiak it's, tree. It's the yeah, that's the big one. It's they all come from Kubiak. Well Kubiak comes from Shanahan. Kubiak actually played for Shanahan. He was the backup for Elway. For Mike. For Kyle. Mike Shanahan. Right. For Mike right. Shanahan. Which I'm sure Kyle marries a lot of what his daddy did. Oh too. yeah. He just But it's it's the way seeing... these guys marry the run and the pass. Like right. you get the same and look as on the runs as you do the play action. And you're and... starting and you see a lot of these guys using RPOs, which Mike Shanahan really never did did the RPOs or, no, that's or anything like that. But the Shanahan, you know, going ahead and doing doing the incorporation of it. So, you know, I think that would be uh Shanahan's offense is great. I think Kyle so Shanahan may grow up. I think Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay have the same problem. Is they made Garoppolo and dipshit. Uh, golf? Yes. Well, yeah, of course they, they did. Well, they made those two look better than what I think they of are. Of course they did. And then um, management was like, oh my God, we've got a guy. And then they paid them big money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course they did. Because that, that's what they're off. If they're off but they're also, you got to look at this too. Just about any running back can be successful in, in that that offense. Yeah. I mean, I always wonder about, you know, Terrell Davis. I don't know if you remember Terrell yeah, Davis. I do. He rushed for 2,000 yards. And Clinton Portis also. But yeah, Portis actually went to Washington, and he did well under a different offense. But, um, you know, I always wonder how is, the – Yeah, he, he was went to Washington Gibbs. for Joe Gibbs. When, when Joe yeah. Gibbs was there, he okay. did. Uh, but – uh. He was under a Mike Shanahan offense. You know, TD was a Mike Shanahan offense. It, it makes me wonder, you know. How much is the system and how much is the how much? I mean, I think TD was still a great back, but I don't – I wonder how good he would have been in a, a different offense. Yeah. Look at Aaron Foster. He was undrafted running back, and he he was yeah. fantastic in that in offense. Kubiak's yeah. offense. So – which so, is another name I'm surprised that hasn't popped up. He again. he was he was offensive coordinator for Washington last year, and he he's deciding to give it up. He he he's hanging it up. I'd he's bring retired. him into the front office. I think that's about the only way you're going to get him to do it because he has so many health issues right now, and I don't I'd, think he can deal with. I'd bring him up as a consultant. Right. Or, I don't think you could see the the year before. He became the offensive coordinator. He was the consultant to Kevin Stefanski. That's where Stefanski learned the zone, yeah. the zone off, the wide zone offense. 
So Man. what better guy to learn it from? Yeah. All right. Kubiak's uh, good though. I I I love me some Gary Kubiak. All right. Well, like we've talked out, we we we're not really gonna go go too much into detail with this one because we really did go more into detail than what we would have liked on on the news time with the the Brandon Staley hire of the Chargers. But uh, after what information oh, yeah. you gave to me, I actually do like that hire now. Yeah, I like this. I I like this hire and like. I said, I don't know, why are they not going offense? they got a young quarterback. And then I was like, oh, shit, they ain't moving on the offensive side. Right. Like, they're, okay, okay, I did, yeah. I so so I, I don't hate that one. So let's uh, let's go ahead and close out that little part of our, our show. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Um, I uh, came up with something. Deshaun hasn't really came out and requested a trade, but he's pissed off, and he, he – it's clearly it's clear that he wants either something done, something changed with Houston, or he wants out. So, I don't know. I don't think there's. I just think he flat wants out. Okay. I don't know if there's anything that they can do or say at this point. I I think uh, he's flat wants out. I did hear he wanted Eric Bieniemy, you know, to be possibly be a head coach, uh, which they weren't even gonna do an interview with him, and uh, now. They uh, decided to set an interview with him. <laughs> so they're listening to Deshaun a little bit now. Uh, but I think what's going to make this thing work is who they bring in as their next head coach and if they sign some weapons around Deshaun. If they don't do nothing with Deshaun this year, he's most def- definitely going to be out next year. But it oh, could be sure. this year. So in, in light of that, if he does – if he does request a trade and demand a trade, um, I want to give you three teams with three offers. I kind of want you to play Houston's GM, and you tell me what you think about these offers or what it's going to take to get the these offers. So I'm going to play the GM for the other teams. I'm going to start out with the Jets. Okay, because I, I, I believe Watson can be moved. All right. I believe that if I was going into this situation – I believe that I would probably be looking to move Watson after the way he's acted. I'm probably going to look and try to move JJ. I'm going to do a total rebuild. If yeah, I so I don't hate that. So I would want you know a yeah. bounty, a pick. So any team you're you're definitely going to be starting out with. Most teams you're going to be starting at least offering you know two first rounders and possibly a player. So right now I'm going to get be the Jets GM. I want to be uh, Joe Douglas for a few minutes. I want to call you up. Okay. All right. I'm calling you up here. I I want to make an offer to you for uh, Deshaun Watson, buddy. Uh, it better be good. Uh, well, let's let's start <laughs> out with uh, uh, how do you like uh, Sam Darnold and um, our uh, second overall pick in this year's draft and the number one in next draft next year's draft. You really waste your time calling me with that. So what would it have to be then? I need I need three eighteen. Are we the Jets? Yeah, eighteen. Three eighteen. Darnold and next year's third. All right. So you you would have you would think Darnold your first two picks this year and a third next year. And a third next year. Just a third. So round you're getting two first, 
two top two. 20 picks. And you're also getting uh, um, a third rounder, which could possibly, well, it'll be a top 100 pick for sure um, next year. All right. Um, I don't know. I'll call you back. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to make that trade. Let me think okay. about, let me go back to my owners with that. Okay. All right. So the next team up. Call me back quick. I got people calling. The next team up. Miami's calling in. Uh, I don't know who my, uh, actually G. No, the Jets are three. The Jets are three twenty-three. The Jets are number 22. The Dolphins are three and 23. Yeah, the Jets are two and, yeah. 18. Okay, yeah, I said those wrong. I right. just wanted to make sure I corrected myself. So, now I'm going to play Chris Greer, the GM for Miami. I'm calling you up, Nick, Nick Casario. Uh, uh, hey, how you, you know, in New York. They offered me some well, good stuff. We we want to know what your interest uh, of trading Deshaun is. What would it take uh, to get, get a... A trade out of it. I I got a little offer of mine. Uh, uh, what about Tua? Our third overall pick this year, a first pick next year, and a third next year. No, I need you got two this year. I need. But the you're two. get. But you're getting two. I need to be able to build my team too, pal. What? The, look at what RG three got. You're look getting. At, you're getting a, a, but you're, but you're getting a first round pick and 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 two a quarterback. Yeah, I just got a phone with New York too. Right, what's New York offering you? I got I got quarterback options in all that right. one too. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, now the next one, I'm I'm gonna play John Lynch of the Forty ers Okay, I'm gonna call you up. Nick, what's up, man? What's going on? John Lynch here for the 49ers. Uh, just trying to gauge your interest in trading. What would you have to have for uh, Deshaun Watson? Well, John, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm getting a lot of calls today, so it better be good. All right. Uh, well, okay. Well, why don't you listen to my offer here, I, I, and I'll, I'll come up with an offer real quick for you. I'm willing you. to give you a chance. All right. How would you like in uh, – Nick Bosa on our team. How you like him? Okay, I like I like Nick Bosa. All right, I like me some Nick. What about our twelfth overall pick this year? Okay, and and hell, since you you know since you all may not want to get a quarterback, then why don't we go ahead and throw in Jimmy G with him? What twelve? I have to have Jimmy G. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, but you're getting one first round pick, and you're gonna get Nick Bosa and Jimmy G. Yeah. Okay. You got to be sold on Jimmy G if you're going to take Jimmy G, along with his higher. John, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need the second round pick too. Second round pick. So you want? I want Bosa. 12, I want Jimmy G. I want twelve, and I want this year's two. This year's two. So I'll be without my first two round picks. Yeah, but you get Deshaun Watson. You get a transcending talent. But you also get a transcending talent on defense. Yeah, but that's on defense side of the ball. You know, you know as well as I do. Defense wins championships. You know, I agree. you know as well as I do that that a quarterback is the heart and soul. You can't win without them. You're getting a transcending quarterback. Plus, you're unloading a terrible contract on me. 
Actually, it's a very team-friendly contract. Oh, it's a terrible contract. Well, if I release him... And you got a a rookie contract to be able to replace J.J. Watt. But I got to release him, so then I got to be looking at a quarterback in the draft. Right. Well, I mean, that would be your option. You're not sold on him. Why keep him anyway? I'm not going to get one at 12 that I like. All right. Well, let me get back with my uh, ownership. Uh, All right. You throw that second rounder in there. You call me. I'm telling you, I'm getting a lot of phone calls today. (laughs) Call back quick. All right. All right. All right. We're going to move on now. So which one of those are you most willing, do you think? Uh, Well, I think I would probably... uh, Because I'm telling you, I don't think... I think I'd be most willing to do the Jets. If If I was Houston, I would probably want to do the Jets. More so because... No, which one of those as the other team? Oh, as the other team? Because I'm telling you, I don't think... The 49ers. Probably. Because you can pencil in the... Four, if you have Deshaun Watson... You can pencil them in the Super Bowl. Well, you can pencil, in, pencil them in and, and the 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 NFC Championship game of probably the next five years. At least, yeah. So... And probably uh, a couple Super Bowl appearances there. Quite like, possibly. I mean, you put Kyle Shanahan with Deshaun Watson, let him run all those RPOs. Not to mention that run game. And like, the run game. And, and, and he's got a, a a slew of weapons on offense. And that defense isn't wasn't terrible before, but no. Bosa just made it better. Yeah, no. So, uh, I right. think he has the other team. But I don't think you get Watson – with a first this year and a first next year. Okay. I think you're going to have to package players with your first. Or, or three first-rounders, at least. Or, yeah, you're going to have to go three first-rounders. And maybe you're gonna even have to go extra third, possibly. To if, if, But if you're Miami and New York, I think, with the quarterback, your two first-rounders, and maybe, like, just throw in an oddball, a third but or fourth next year. That, that would be contentious on Houston liking those quarterbacks as well. But, no, I think – Either one of those guys, is, Darnold's not signed. He's still no, he's still deal, on a right? rookie deal. They, yeah, but they got to give him the fifth year option this but year. But here, here's the thing, though: you can get to draft day, and if Fields is sitting there, which I think he will, mm-hmm. at second or third, if you oh, like at, Fields at more, second overall, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, but I, th- I still think at three, if you get it from Miami, I still think at three, there's a chance Fields is there. You just hold on to two just in case. You take Fields if he's there, and then you move to a slash Sam, whichever one you get, and then you bring in more draft capital, and you move them for – you can move – at that rate, you can move them for thirds, fourths, and fifths. What, what, why would you draft Fields if you're going to be be trying to get a uh, worker deal to get Deshaun Watson? No, as Houston. I'm still Houston's oh, GM. I see what you're so saying. So I take the deal with New saying. York. I, I get, get two first-rounders plus Sam Darnold. Yeah. I yeah. take Justin Fields with the second overall pick because I'm higher on Justin Fields than I am Sam Darnold. But, then but I move be- Sam Darnold for thirds and fourths, well, and better, I get the meat of my team. You, well, you better be able to make sure you can get thirds and fourths for Sam, Sam Darnold. I think you can. I think you could get maybe one-third. I don't think you could get much more than that to be right no, now. No, they still – Maybe a second right now, but I mean, I don't know. The jury's still out on him right now. Yeah, but somebody will be sold on yeah. him. All right, and they'll go. Well, the top two quarterbacks in this draft are already gone. I've got to get. I've got to get a quarterback. Somebody will panic on quarterbacks. Yeah, true. All right, 
Well, I mean, God, Josh Rosen's had like four chances by now. Yeah, he ain't. I don't. I think he's on a practice squad for the he's, Buccaneers. He's right signed now. for practice squads, but yeah. still, Miami traded for him. Yeah, they did. All right, uh, let's do our playoff recap real quick. Okay, give it to me. All right, uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams take the L to the Green Bay Packers, thirty-two to eighteen. I believe we both said that uh, the Rams were going to cover. Under, I can't remember what the spread was, but I know uh, they did. It was not under cover. ten. The the oh, Cleveland yeah. the Cleveland spread was the worst with, one. with the highest one, which they so, did cover the spread. Um, Baltimore at Buffalo, but really, I didn't expect Darnold spent a lot of time on the sideline on this game. Ramsey oh, yeah. really struggled with Adams right. in this game, yeah. and I really that threw me off. I did not expect L.A. to score very many points. I expected L.A.'s defense to be the reason they covered the spread. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this game really threw me off. And maybe it's – Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's just – he's hot right now. I'm telling you, Rodgers – I would Rodgers is my, the, favorite, the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. Like, I mean, as of right now, yeah, I think Mahomes will surpass him eventually. But, uh, yeah – all right. Uh, yeah, I think he will eventually. And, like, I can hear arguments about Peyton Manning. Yeah, I love Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is probably the greatest pocket passer of all time. One of the greatest pocket passers Rogers of all time. Rodgers is just the, he's the best. As far, as far as all, all around quarterback, Rodgers is like LeBron. Being able to move the brains. You know, you do, you do, Rod, like, Rodgers compared to Brady. Well, you do the same thing, LeBron compared to Jordan. Right. LeBron's probably, as far as physical talents, physically traits, oh, he's he, he probably is better than Jordan. But um, same it's thing with Rodgers, physically. Oh, a lot of it's mental. He had, you know, Jordan. Between LeBron and Jordan. Right. It's most of it's right. mental. Most of it's mental. Rodgers is also one of the smartest quarterbacks I've ever right. watched. And, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, when you can go back and compare Brady and Rodgers, I still put Rodgers ahead of him because – just on athletic ability alone, um, Brady's just Bra- Brady was a product of his team too early on. Well, I just think Brady's just a different animal. There's something about it's like it's almost like the Jordan effect the the uh, competitive nature and uh, of course the mental game with Brady the the willingness to um, prepare like. That's really what makes Brady as great as he is. Like I don't think I don't think Tom Brady can win a throwing competition against Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I think no. both of them throw the football better than fucking Brady does. Oh, yeah. But Brady's, Brady's got still the goat. Oh, but yeah. Brady's still the goat. Right. There's something different about Brady that sets him apart. Right. Like whether right. it's it's that Jordan effect. Yeah. It's that killer instinct. Um, like, did you see him yell at somebody? Oh yeah, over the weekend for not getting in the huddle during a kneel. Yeah, but you know like what? He my... said he pops up and was getting the fucking huddle. But but you know what the the funniest thing was when he trolled the the referee, tried to give him a high five. <laughs> I love that. That killed me. All right, Baltimore at Buffalo. Um, Buffalo wins seventeen to three. Of course. Uh, I expected Baltimore to be close. Did, did not cover the spread. I think uh, we both 
said that they would. I think I did. Right. I thought this would be a very tight game. And I thought it'd be a lot higher scoring. I did take the over on it, um, which I was totally wrong. I, you're going to go back on that paper because I think I did pick the under on this. I, I don't remember. I might have picked the over. I know I thought Buffalo was going to win, but I'm almost positive that I picked Baltimore to cover. Oh, it don't matter because I forgot to write them down. Oh, so it don't, it don't matter. Probably... I only wrote down one of them, and that was it. Like yeah. the, the first one, yeah, I forgot. Drunk. Yeah, I was. So, All right. Uh, and we had Big Bry on the show too, so we were we had three of us here. So yeah, I was, I was, I was just uh, shooting them back just as quick as we could shoot them back. Yeah. probably. All right. right uh, ba- Baltimore at Buffalo. Of course, we said Buffalo won. Um, which I think we both expected, but I think we did both say I did pick Buffalo to win. Yeah, yeah, I know I picked Buffalo to win, but I'm pretty sure that I did pick Baltimore to cover, which they did not. Right. Uh, Cleveland at Kansas City. Well, hold on. I don't know what we're at on time. I really don't give a fuck. What okay. We're at All right. How do you feel about damn Lamar? I like him. I love watching him play. Uh, I do too. Can you win a Super Bowl with him? I don't know. I think so. I think so. I think he needs. I I think he needs more weapons on as wide receivers. I think he he don't have no true number one wide receiver. I I'd like to see what he could do if he had, uh, a Stephen Diggs, or a, you know, a number one guy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know if he can get the ball to him. I just even want... if he had D Hop or Diggs or. He Devontae Adams. If he, he hasn't had that. Though. I know he hasn't, but I don't know if he can physically throw the ball well enough to get them to him. I want, but you know, you got to think about this. You know, you got a great wide receiver that's going to cover up some of the. It will. It will cover up some of the mistakes. But I do not know if he's accurate enough with the football to do it. I I am legitimately concerned. To know whether Baltimore is going to really sell the bank and put and hitch their wagon to this guy, because I'm I, this worries me. I'm telling you, it does. Because okay. I I like Vic through the ball better than this guy does. Well, when Vic come back out of prison, Vic, Vic had a stronger arm. Well, when Vic come back out of prison, I know he threw the ball better than Lamar did. He, I don't know how the hell he got more accurate in prison. More, more accurately, definitely. I don't know how he did that. And he, you know, he definitely had a strong arm. He, you know, he. Oh yeah, Vic had a cannon. Yeah, it, you uh, didn't always know where it was going, but he and had it, a cannon. And it was, and, and it was crazy because he just, you know, it looked like he would just throw effortlessly. Yeah, you know? it was um, like a flick of the wrist, and it was sixty yards. Oh like, yeah, he, I'm t- he, it was a cannon. And he had stop like a tight spiral too. Yeah. I love watching him pass awesome. the ball. He just wasn't very accurate yeah, until later awesome. on in his yeah. career. When he came back and he ended up playing for Pittsburgh, he was pretty accurate. No, then. Philly. He played at Pittsburgh too, didn't he? When no. he brought those burgers back up for a couple of years? He might have been, but that was after Philly. He was in Baltimore. He did. He did go to Philly first. You're right. He did go he to Philly. He went to Philly first. under uh Reed. Yeah. Andy Reed. Um, all right. So look. Move on past Lamar. I, I mean, I, I love watching Lamar. I don't think I've sold on him. I don't know if you win a Super Bowl with him. I'd like to see what he could do with a, 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 a I ain't even going to say a, a top tier, but a, a better wide receiver group. We'll just say that. Um, Cleveland at Kansas City. 
Kansas City wins 22-17. Let's move on. Uh, Tampa ah, Bay. Nah, nah, nah. Hell no. Back it up. Back it up. Back <laughs> it up. All right. Uh, I went on a live stream and got dogs for not being for being the only Don Browns fans. Like, hell no. Back it up. Anyways, how the fuck do you not win this game when you're not Mahomes out in the third quarter? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean. Like, I'm not trying to disrespect Chad Henney. How in the Henney. fuck do you lose to Chad Henney, though? I'm, I'm really not trying to disrespect Chad Henney. Chad Henney did make a couple of plays. He did. He I'm made trying play. not He's a serviceable to serviceable. I'm trying up. not to disrespect him. I'm really but trying not to. How the fuck do you lose that game to Chad Henney? Cleveland's opportunity. They had the opportunity to be able to win the game. Um, and I don't, I don't hate that. I know anybody that's listening to this is going to bring up the punt. With four minutes to go, I didn't even hate that. Move. I don't hate that. I I and, thought you should go for it because I thought at that point you had Kansas City on the ropes emotionally. Well, at, I didn't want to go for it at fourth and nine though. I I didn't like that fourth and nine in our own own territory. Like that that, that would have put us out at with. But if they would have scored a touchdown, it would have put it at a two score game. If they would have got we were five points. Yeah, but really, we would have gone gone. But you've seen for it without a three and out. You were only going to get the ball back with 50-some seconds to go. Right. But, like I said, we would, if, if they would have scored, like, if they would have scored a field goal, we would have had to get got a t- touchdown and a two-point conversion because we were already down five points. Right. I mean. So, I, I didn't hate that call. Um, I'm not going to complain too much about, about it because, you know, nobody expected us to be there. I'm proud of my boys. Um, I think Kevin Stefanski, hands down, should be coach of the year. I do think Andy Reid made a hell of a call on that fourth and one and not no, punted that was, it. That was, ballsy. I, that, that was a ballsy call. Um, and especially to roll out and throw the ball with your back up. Right. Like, that, I, that, that took some taters. I will say this. Uh, I don't want to complain too much and, you know, sound like, well, if it wasn't for the the refereeing or whatever, the officiating, we would have won. But What that, call did you hate? That that call where, now, get, where Higgins fumbled in the end zone, that's that was the a helmet-to-helmet call. Well, that, they you, missed that call. You could have called helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. And I'm not going to complain too much about that, but I'll tell you something. That rule... Where it goes out of the end zone, if it comes out of the offensive player's hands and it switches, the defense gets the ball back. That's a stupid ass rule. Because if you fumble well, it at the one yard line, you're at the one yard line. Why not just kind of count it as a put them back at the twenty or put them back okay. at the ten I, or something? I heard this in one of it's the stupid. I think I think it was either a post game or a halftime. I don't remember which one it uh-huh. was. Probably halftime because it happened before the half. Okay, yeah, I picked this. I picked this game up. I went to the YMCA uh, with a couple buddies and I played ball. Right. Because uh, I was trying like hell to get over a bad hangover. Okay. Um. So I was trying to sweat some of it out, and we ended up going a little longer than we had expected. So I picked it up. Probably this was probably the third or fourth play I seen. Right. I and we at. Halftime, when they were discussing that, taking them back to the 20, one of them said, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Does it really? Because you think about it, how many teams, if that is the rule, if they go for it on fourth and two, 
and the running back don't think he can make it, or the quarterback don't think he can get anything, does he drop it and kick it out of bounds? Uh, out of the back of the end zone? I get that, but... Like, how, like you can play with that so hard to keep the ball. I get that. If you that. change that to where I the mean, offensive guy keeps it. I get that, but I, I don't know. I just... Uh, I realize that specific play... It's a hard pill to swallow. It is. I mean, I I hate the rule. I think, I think maybe you ought to like just back it at the one. And that's then. that's happened before. It has, but um, I think it's a stupid rule. I think it's a stupid rule. I think you should count it like being out at the one. I think if you're gonna change the rule, you need to go. Maybe let's say. I'm really struggling with this. Repeat. Maybe you lose the down. Or repeat the down. No, I think you have to lose the down because if you're gonna get if you're repeating the down, you're gonna get that on fourth and goal to go a lot too. Yeah. I think you lose the down and maybe you go back to where you were if you're gonna change it. Like if you were on the one and it's third and goal to go on the one, the offense fumbles and, and it goes out of bounds. It goes to fourth and one. one. I I wouldn't hate that. Maybe. I, I think I'd agree with but that. I definitely but don't think you can go back to first down. What, what if you're in a case of where, you know, like, you know, Higgins, that was a longer run. That I don't like 20 yards or something Still. like that. But would, would okay. I think it's the only a, way to do a, it. A loss down, but what, where where would you put them at, though? Would you put them right back to where they were at? I think they at, have to go like, back to where they're like at. Like if, say, they were at the 50 and it was a 50-yard run and he fumbles out of the end zone at the – like right, right, right before he gets into the end zone, he's trying to stretch out to get there, and he he he, and I don't know that he would have lost the ball had he not got hit like he got hit. But say, I don't know if the helmet to helmet made him lose the ball. I'm not gonna say that it did, but I'm not gonna say that it didn't. But I wouldn't either. E- either way, I I think the officiating should have called that because that was. After you go back and look at the yeah the replay, that was a blatant helm with the helm. That was an obvious miss. It was, but it officials is, but are going to miss things. But I, I'm not going to make no excuses why we lost the game. I mean it it shouldn't have came down to that to begin with. Uh, we got luck. I last week on our show, I said I I thought the Chiefs would win, but I thought the Browns would cover. Um, I know I said that. Um, I've been a, more of a Browns homer on uh, the cheap hand party because I yeah. really wanted the Browns to win, and I, I thought we had the opportunity to do it. But well, I thought the recipe was all there for Cleveland to win, and especially I especially when Mahomes goes down in the third quarter. I thought we played them well, even when Mahomes was in there. I, I know we were down, but I still think we, you know, we were down nineteen to ten when. You know when Mahomes went out. So well, I think as long as Mahomes is in there, the feeling I got was that Cleveland wasn't going to win this game. Yeah, I I don't think we would have won, but I'm just saying I think we so played once them he, well. We yeah. had a good game plan against them. Yeah, once he went down, though, I I I really thought that Cleveland was going to end up taking this game. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to that. Let's go on to. Tampa Bay All right, I'll let you at New on. Orleans. Uh, Tampa Bay wins uh, thirty to twenty. I want to say one one thing real quick. I noticed how 
last week during the wild card round, we had talked, and I can't remember how many you said, but the majority of the road teams won yeah. that week. Yeah, This week, three of your four road uh, home teams won their games. Well, I mean, two of them are the best two teams in the division. Right, so. right, right. But, I mean, you know, I'm just pointing that out. Kind of, no, kind yeah, of yeah. It kind of leveled itself back out the way you would expect it. Yeah. I think in the wild card episode, I was kind of talking about how surprised I was because of the road, the road teams road being teams, so right. successful. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tampa Bay won 30-20. to 20. Um Really not surprised here. I can. I. I really hope. I. I love him, and I. I. I loved him as a player. He was a great player. But I really hope Drew Brees hangs it up. I do too. He's a shell of his old old self. He's just not. I mean, he's better than Taysom Hill or and Jameis Winston. But he just he can't push the ball anymore. He couldn't push the ball really well in before his prime, his, yeah. in his prime. I mean, he didn't have. A plus arm talent to begin with. No, he did. He, you know, he's more like a B plus, but he was. But he really can't push the ball right. Yeah, now. he was like the Greg Maddox of 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 your quarterbacks, pretty much. Yeah, living off the the off speed and right the, and the break the touch and, the brains and, the, and being, being smart and yeah. accurate. I mean, you know, he's that's actually a really good comparison. Like he, it is. He, I love that comparison. He, he's never won an MVP, and I'm. I'm flabbergasted that he's never won an MVP if you look at his numbers. True. But you look at, but he's. And really, when you look at his numbers, you're really surprised that he only won one Super Bowl. Right. Like his career numbers. uh, And over the last, I don't know, five or so years, his playoff numbers have been shitty too. Yeah. And I think a lot of it really comes down to him not being able to push the ball in in bad weather. Yeah. But you know when they were playing in Minnesota a couple years back, when Minnesota had that miracle with Diggs. Yeah, he's uh, caught some bad breaks. In that the was they they've caught some bad breaks. Cut like two seasons in a row they had bad breaks. All right, so let's uh, move on real quick and uh, let's preview the uh, conference championship games, and we'll give you guys the uh, lines on the games, uh, the spreads. The over unders, and we'll give you what we think how we need to uh, bet. All right. So let's start out with this is my favorite time of the show. Buffalo at KC. Uh, right now, uh, Buffalo is a three point underdog. Um, yeah, I think if Mahomes does come back, I think that that uh, spread's going to go up a little bit more. I think it'll be more like a five and a half to six. Um, and the over under is. Uh, 54. If, if if I'm betting on, on Buffalo, I want to do it now. Uh, I don't want to wait no longer because, uh, you know, like I said, if Mahomes does clear the the protocols he needs to clear, that uh, spread will go up. Um, on the over-under... Well, if you're betting for Buffalo... I'm not... If, if I'm doing that right now, now... If you're betting on Buffalo right now, you need to be. Excuse me, I'm sorry. You need to double down on it if Mahomes does clear and that spread goes up. I'm, I'm sorry, double. I'm sorry, not Buffalo. I would, 
I meant Kansas City. Okay, okay. Kansas City. If you're gonna bet on Kansas City, you need to do it right now because yeah. this is your best bet. Yes, this is um, the best odds you're gonna get. And uh, if you if you want to bet on Buffalo, then you probably ought to wait till the weekend, the day before, maybe on Saturday, then place that bet. Well, if you think Buffalo clears three points, you're gonna double down if Mahomes comes back and. Oh, you most definitely. If if you're betting Buffalo now, you you most definitely want to double down. Um, and the over under is fifty four. What do you got for the over under? What do you think? This is the one that Mahomes kind of Comes makes into the play. biggest difference on. I believe. I think either way, I like betting on Buffalo. If it was me, I'm taking Buffalo now. If Mahomes okay. clears, I'm doubling down and taking Buffalo on the bigger spread. On the bigger spread, okay. And then if a setback happens, because it looks like Mahomes is going to play. Yeah, he fully practiced today. So, he just hasn't passed all the protocols yet. Yeah, if a setback happens and Mahomes doesn't play, then you've got Buffalo as the favorite and you double down again. Okay. If you're... But in Kansas City's way, you wait till the weekend to see if Mahomes is going to play or not. I, if I'm betting Kansas City's way, I think I'd want to take that bet now with the minus three. If I'm confident, whether I'm, if you're confident, if you're confident Kansas, Mahomes is going to play, right? You take if, the plus three. If, if you're or if, the minus three, if you're not confident in Mahomes playing. I, if Mahomes doesn't play, you're saying you think Buffalo will – well, but I think Buffalo will win that game if Mahomes doesn't Yeah, play. if Mahomes doesn't play, I think Buffalo wins this game as well. So if you're if you're not comfortable with it without confirmation on Mahomes, um, you probably don't want to make this bet. But, it, but I think – I'm I'm confident he's going to play. I am too, but I think Josh Allen can – I if – He's been hot. If you're looking for Buffalo to cover, at least, I think Josh Allen's your quarterback. If well, anybody's well, going to yeah. cover against uh, a Mahomes playing team, it's going to be Josh but Allen. But, you know, it, at, as Josh Allen goes, so does Buffalo. Josh Allen has a crappy game. Buffalo has a crappy game. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're so – they don't have no other playmaker besides Diggs. They don't really have no other playmakers. No, there's no running game. Uh, there's no. Their their defense has been better as of late, but they're not great. Um, but J- Josh Allen's what makes this team go. Absolutely. All right. Um, but I think I'm gonna take Buffalo to cover, and then on the over under, I'm gonna wait till the weekend to make sure. Mahomes plays, and if Mahomes plays, I'm gonna take the over. All right, I'm I'm taking Kansas City to cover, and I I wanna I want to uh, take them now with the minus three, and uh, I'm going with the over on this. I think regardless of whether uh, Mahomes plays or not, I think it's gonna be a, a higher scoring game. I think if if Mahomes doesn't play, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Buffalo would uh, blow him out. Yeah, I hope that's not the way it is, but I hope it's uh, Mahomes versus Josh Allen, and I hope it's a shootout. Yeah, I do too. 
All right. Uh, Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Tampa Bay is a three-point underdog, and the over-under is 51. How do you think you would want to bet that one? Green Bay is a three or three and a half? Three. Three points. <coughs> Give me Green Bay to cover. Give me the over. Okay. Um, I'm kind of pushing the same way. I, I think uh, Green Bay will – I'd be comfortable taking Green Bay with a six-point. Um, with six points. I think I would be too. I think Green Bay's offense is humming. Tampa Bay I has think... a, a good defense. Um, it's at Green Bay. Tom can play in cold weather. What about the rest of the team? Yeah. You know, that's that's my only concern. Tom can play in cold weather, but what a you know, what and about I'm the not rest? Completely sold on I I like Green Bay or Tampa Bay's damn, that's hard to separate when you're drunk. Oh yeah. Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Like yeah. okay. Tampa Bay, I'm not sold on their secondary. I like the front. I like Winfield Jr., but you're talking about a rookie going against Rodgers. I'm not really sold on the corners to cover Adams. Not to mention Rodgers is humming like big time. So I am just – I think Green Bay wins this handily. Um, So let's just uh, let some people in on uh, the – Ins and outs of working this. Big man just got a, an important phone call and had to step out. So now you get the juice one-on-one, boys. Okay, so let's see. Oh, well, hell. I was just about to get into it. Go, Your go ass walks back in. Well, it. I didn't know what I was going to get into, really, to okay. be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I had to step out for just a second. Uh, so you took uh, Green Bay. Um, and, and you were over, and and you did take the over. Well, I'm, I too am taking Green Bay, and I and I want to take the over too. I mean, I I think it's going to be a scoring game. I think uh, I think you're going to get two really good games. I think you're going to get two high scoring games. And you know something that this was this really ain't uh one for the money. We'll call it two for the money, but we'll also call it two for the show because these are the games to watch. It's the only games to watch this yeah. weekend. But I mean. And, and I'm, I think I'm happy with them. I think this is a testament. Like we were talking about Deshaun Watson and how high of a price tag I'm asking for on him. Yeah. Look at who's in the conference championships. Yeah. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Oh. Phenomenal. Probably it, they're all top five quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can make the argument for Brady right now, yeah. but the rest, the other three are definitely top five. Brady's greatest 40-year-old quarterback I've ever the, the, seen. He's 43, but I far mean, the greatest 40-year-old quarterback I've ever yeah. played eyes on. I mean, Brady's is number two, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. And we're at the end of our show now, uh, so we need to... Uh, See who we want to toast. Uh, you got anybody you want to toast besides our uh, military and our medical um, and first responder personnel? Um, as always, we we definitely want to toast you guys. Is there is there anybody or anything you want to toast on tonight? Mm. 
Man, not off the top of my head. I don't think so. All right, one, one real quick thing I want to say. Uh, former Hall of Fame pitcher for the Atlanta Braves, uh, Don Sutton, has passed away. So uh, rest, in peace. rest in peace, Don Sutton. We pray for the family. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, let me tell you a quick story. Okay, quick. quick story. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we will. I get make it real quick. Just uh, something you only see in Kentucky. Okay. Uh, and this is really for the illegal him to the face, guys, because I need to know if y'all see this dumb shit in Ohio. Okay. Um. So I'm driving home the other day from work, and I pull up to a stoplight, and I see blue lights on the other side. Uh huh. I'm like, okay, somebody's got somebody pulled over. I get to look a little closer as I get up there. These guys are doing a full-on search of the car in the left turning lane of a four-lane traffic highway. Oh, shit. Where was this at? <laughs> Here in Mount Sterling. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You don't, like, try to get them to pull off into one of these stores that are near you? Or right. Get them out of the damn left turning lane. Like, it, yeah. I just drive past as I'm like, this is dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck are they doing? Like, I mean, I've seen it on the highway where they pulled over on the left hand lane of four lanes before over over by Lexington. But yeah, uh, that's on the interstate. That's like. on the interstate where there's actually room on, on the left hand side. But still, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> It blew my I mind. I don't know if uh, it blew my mind. Left turning lane. There's two lanes of traffic I don't on know both sides of you. You're blocking the whole left turning lane, so anybody that needs to use that turning lane can't do it. Like it just. It, so they had them pulled over in the left turning lane and had searching the all car the occupants everything. out of the car, not oh. cuffed, leaned up against the troop or the that wasn't state boys it was city boys okay i had them leaned up against the cop cars none of them cuffed no officer watching them oh lord both officers inside the car just tearing it apart i pulled over at the gas station just so i could see the rest of it <laughs> they ended up letting them go they didn't even find what the hell they were looking for oh my god like it blew my mind and i am full support of blue but this was one of those things that i was like what in the hell is going yeah. on yeah uh, what kind of kentucky shit is this like <laughs> yeah we're we're definitely behind the uh Boys in Blue here at the Chief Seats Podcast. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. But this one just blew my damn mind. I think everybody has a blonde <laughs> moment every now and again. Though. Yeah, I mean, it had to be a brain fart. Like, All right, man. Or they might have had good reasoning behind it. That's, I'm not even going to... That's possibility. That's possible. Like, I was not part of the stop. I just witnessed the stop. I don't know the full story. But but it g g gave you a nice little chuckle. Oh, it, it made me so. laugh my ass off. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's uh, all let's right. get to uh, cheers the end up, of this. Let's uh, get our glasses up. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Has anybody told you you're beautiful today? Because you might be the best damn looking thing I've seen all day. And we are out.